The true origin of our country's native distilled libation is hazy at best. What we can say with some confidence is sometime around 1770, whiskey distillers in Kentucky started storing their spirits in charred wooden barrels. These hardworking farmers and businessmen were simply trying to make a living. Little did they know that over two centuries later, three of America's native sons would be inspired by their discovery to come together in discussion in an attempt to understand everything from the perplexing to the absurd. A symposium on discernment, if you will. This is an examination of life. Welcome to the Bourbon Chronicles. Happy Sunday, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to the Bourbon Chronicles Volume 4. Made it to a fourth show. We made it to a fourth show somehow. I have no idea. Does Kevin know that we're here? Yeah. Kevin, asked Nicole. Does he, he Kevin does. He does? He actually wished us a happy Bourbon Chronicles show. Wow. Nice. That's so nice. So I thought you said you had to pick the lock to get in here today. No, that's not true? No, I do have a key, Kelly. Oh, okay. I, I thought we broke in. I'm not sure. All right, we have uh, Alan's here, Kelly's here, Nicole's here. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hello, Howdy. everybody. Hello, hello. Um, all right, so today we are going to do St. Augustine Distillery. Our hometown has a bourbon, uh, and we're actually going to do the port-finished bourbon. Uh, we're going to try it, and we're going to talk to Mike Diaz. He is one of the owners. I think Mike's official title is CFO, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He's going to call in. Uh, we're going to talk a little Oscars. We're going to talk about the passing of Bill Paxton, which took us by surprise today. Ouch. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that's that. What'd you guys do this weekend? What'd you What'd you guys do last night? I know what you did Friday because we were hanging out, but mm. last night, yeah, yeah we, we we went out to dinner Friday night, and then yesterday, Kimberly, my oldest daughter, had a volleyball tournament, so I spent the day at the volleyball tournament. And I came home and uh, got on the couch, and that's it. That's it. Couch Kimberly's time. in this studio with us, by the way. Kimberly, Kimberly, uh, steal a microphone and say hi. <laughs> she's famous now <laughs> she's famous now kelly what'd you do last night man uh grilled out uh just hung out with the family i was gone all week traveling so it was nice to sit around and just relax with the bethany and the girls so yeah that's what we did ellie's birthday's coming up wednesday she'll be a teenager 13 um and we uh, can you believe that and we um I did those ribs and they turned out horribly. Oh, last night I they, forgot to ask you. I, my egg got up too hot for some reason mm. and it, it cooked them too fast and it, they weren't good. But I could have given you a bad recipe to sabotage oh, it. Thank you. Because I don't want you 
cooking as good as I do. Come Way on. to go, Kelly. Yep. So that yeah. that maybe that was a problem. They really were bad. They weren't. They, they weren't good at all. <sighs> so were they tough or were they? They were tough and they were a little too spicy. I put some stuff on them. I think they were a little bit a little bit hot. Beef as well. ribs, right? I, we did beef ribs. Mm. How long did you cook them? Well, you're supposed to cook them like two to three hours at two two twenty five to two fifty, but for mm-hmm. some reason the heat got so hot in the egg and I couldn't regulate it. I mean, it's that's, hard to regulate that low. So, yeah, it really is. But it kept on jumping to two eighty, and I would open it to try to get it back down. But the end result is they ended up cooking at about at about an hour and a half, um, and they, they just didn't turn out good. Yeah. So I thought that was the thing about the egg. I yeah, thought that it, it was usually supposed is. to be easy to regulate. It's it's harder to regulate at a lower temperature and keep it there because once the egg gets hot. It's really difficult to back it back down because it holds so much heat yeah, in, in the happened. ceramic part. So once you get it to like 300, it's pretty much going to stay there. If, if somehow extra air got to it or you open it too many times, air gets to the fire, heats it up. You're not going to get it like an oven. You can get it back down to 225. You're not going to do that with the egg. It's hard to do. And, <laughs> well, they make these little vent things that you can clip onto it that regulates airflow. So it's like, but at that point, it's a computer. Right, and it's kind of taking away the magic of sitting there watching on your back porch for five hours. Exactly. So, <laughs> so they know. turned up horribly, and and I'm stuck in this. Uh, people that know me know me well. I go through this uh, uh, this cycle of I feel like that I am huge as a house right now. So <laughs> I, I, so it we explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. So now you all know why I was so moody today. Crazy uh, but like, are you talking about like your weight? Yes, my. You know what? Like, my weight about? fluctuates all the time. He's like having by a, fat a pound day. or two. And I, that, could, that could change a couple times a day. My thing on... is, is, if every day was a Monday, then I would lose weight because I would start my diet every day. <laughs> Listen, if you're worried about being the size of a house, I'm really concerned because I'm a condominium or something at this point. Like I'm like, <laughs> I don't mean one. I mean several. Well, so this. So, so I'm starting my workout tomorrow. Um, so Monday. I'm. I'm so we're going to start uh, in the garage. Here we go. And uh, here we go with the jazzercise. I'm going to do uh, the 21 day fix this time. So I'm going to let you guys hold me accountable. So 21 days from today, I, you guys have to be able to see a noticeable dis- difference in my weight. Are you going to do it at 4:30 in the morning again? Probably. Six. Are you going to do the little containers? I've seen the commercial. The, I'm not going to do the food. I'm going to try to regulate food. my food normally, mm-hmm. but I am going to do the, the, the workout routine. Look at me. Now I'm red and sweaty. Now I feel bad because if you think that you're out of shape, then I'm terrible. Well, so now, now I'm thinking I got to get up early to hang with you guys because you guys shame me because I don't show up. Well, you know what? You know what? Ta- you know what time it is right now? <laughs> it's time to hear the five rules of oh. bourbon. All right, so we're talking about uh, St. Augustine Dil- Distillery's port-finished bourbon today, and uh, it originates here in St. Augustine, Florida, right here in our own backyard, uh, produced by the St. Augustine Distillery, as I said. Uh, it's 102 proof, Ooh. 51% alcohol. Uh, it's So the, the age of it, the first release was aged, I guess, 16 to 28 months, mm. and then uh, finished in port wine barrels from right here, at our very own San Sebastian Winery. Nice. So, uh, and then it came to market in uh, the winter of 2016, so last year. And uh, it's about $50 a bottle. So, have you guys read about it? What Do you, do you guys know about the uh, how it came about and everything like that? I know Mike's going to call in and we're going we're gonna to question him. But. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I did I did um, nose up on it or, or brush up on it a little bit. Did you say nose up? Nose I, up. I did say nose up. <laughs> Well, because you've been talking to Mike this week, we did get some information on it. We can kind of save it to talk to him. We don't want to steal his thunder. But I did have some friends, as we were talking to throughout the week, that we were going to have St. Augustine bourbon on. 
one a couple of the questions were, how do you actually make bourbon that's not in Kentucky? So one of the things that at some point we may get to in the show is talking about bourbon doesn't actually have to be made in Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we, can, bourbon, and we so. can just talk about we can talk about all five rules, all the five major rules that make bourbon bourbon. Can Where? I put you all on the spot right now? And we can mm. talk about those. No, I'm still thinking I'm overweight, so I'm <laughs> way thrown off. At this yeah, point. we can talk about it. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, I mean, the the biggest one for I me mean, growing up in Kentucky, I, it, that is one that's uh, and you got you'll have people that that swear that it, it's not bourbon unless it's made in Kentucky. I've heard that it's not bourbon unless it's made in Bourbon County, Kentucky. So that's pretty specific. Yeah, that's definitely not the truth. It's not Coca Cola if it's not made in Atlanta or something. That's not, <laughs> it's not exactly true. But actually, that that's not true at all. If it's if, if it's made here in America, it, it can be called bourbon. And the, it has to, it, when you age it, it has to be in new oak barrels. American oak barrels. Right. That's right. So the type of wood that it's aged in mm-hmm. is, yep. is, is And it has deal. to be in that barrel for a minimum of? Two years. Two years. Two years. You can't just grab some pa- old pallet wood from a behind a warehouse over on the north side and put liquor in it and call it bourbon, right? I'm yep. sure someone's tried, but yeah, you're Maybe not supposed to. Um, <laughs> and then the mash, Field which trip. is the, the grain that they use to make the bourbon, has to be uh, at least 51% corn. 51% corn, and then the whiskey cannot enter the barrel at higher than 120 proof. Um, and then it cannot enter the bottle at less than 80 proof. Correct. So what is it that we, um, what are we, the, the, the port, what's, the, the, Saint Ol- the one that we're, we're drinking today, this one has a hundred. What's the proof on this one? One hundred two. So that's that's high. That's pretty high. So I don't. Mm. I'm trying. What do I compare that to, from a proof standpoint? When you're talking about bourbon. Well, last sure. week we did Angel's Envy. Okay. That was it's like eighty. Uh, eighty high eighties, I believe. Um, and then the week before that we did Woodford Double Oak, and that was ninety. That was ninety proof. And right. then we did Colonel Taylor, and that was a hundred. I think it was a hundred. Maybe Booker's or. Uh, Noah's Mill is another one. Yeah, that's, Booker's that's I think is 120 or something like that, 115. Okay, yeah. so maybe maybe something like that. It's a little lower than. Some we can of those. ask Mike. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, what, what yeah. they compare that's, it to? That's, that's a good question. Uh, and then the the last one of the five rules is nothing can be added to it. So a lot of people say, oh, there's no way bourbon takes on that color, but it takes on the color from the barrel, from the wood, yeah, from the wood in the barrel, so, and yeah, from the no charred additive. wood. And right. it's actually not just the wood; the wood has to be charred to give it that color. So, so we just went through them all. So there you are. Those are the rules. And nowhere in there does it say it has to be made in Kentucky or no. Bourbon County. No, that's right. I think and, one of the, and this is actually a law passed by Congress back yeah. in, what, 63 or something. I that sounds great to me. So the hooch I'm making in the backyard, I'm it's breaking not a bourbon. law? Nope. Oh. It's not bourbon. Well, I'll take the it's name moonshine. off the bottle then. It's yeah. moonshine. That's what it is. <laughs> it's exactly right. White dog. Um so when we talk to Mike, I've got a, I've got a few questions for him. Uh, he's a, a, a great businessman uh, in in and around the area. Uh, so when we we're, we're going to go through this song, and yes. then we are going to open the bottle during the song break. We're going to have a couple sips of the bourbon, uh, and then on the other end of this song, we are going to be talking to Mike Diaz. So stick around. with an onion and then he let it dry 
singing like a bell. And it made him cry. Then he covered it up with dust and dirt. And he made it all alone so it wouldn't hurt. Then he cut the rope and it came on wild. Then he raised it up above the
That's a great song, man. Love Kelly, it. that's your song. Yeah, shout out to my girls, Addie and Karis. They like that one. But also, shout out to our buddy, friend of the show, Kyrie Irving. Because <laughs> last week we talked about that he thought that, the, A, the planets were fake, and that, B, the Earth was flat. So that song was about a guy, you know, some theories that the moon isn't real. So I just kind of thought about that. Um, and one more holler. I just got a text from my buddy Ben who's listening on his back porch, drinking a bourbon, listening to the show. That's what we want. So we have at least one person out there. Hey, we should talk about our email address. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can email, uh, email didn't us. Do, we didn't do anything. We didn't do any of that. We have forgotten how. I was talking about felt fat and shoot us an email. All that. Shoot us. Yeah, you threw us way <laughs> off with the weight gain topics. But shoot us an email at bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. Let us know things about uh, what bourbons we should try. Uh, what songs we should play, what foods we should eat and cook. Um, speaking of listeners, we have somebody listening on hold right now. Yeah, let's bring Mike on. Mike. Hey, Mike. H- Hello, guys. How are you? Hey, well, we're doing good. How are you doing? Outstanding. Thanks for giving me a, bo- a call today. You, you, you got it. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your Sunday. Yeah, though. thanks for coming on the show. So uh, we got uh, Alan. Say hi to Mike. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Kelly. Hey, Alan. How are you? I am wonderful. Mike, welcome to the show. This is Kelly. Thank you so much, Kelly. And then uh, Nicole's here, and then I'm Hamilton. So we'll jump right in and ask you about, I know you're a, a businessman and, and have uh, have a lot of ventures around uh, Jacksonville and St. Augustine. What made you, um, you and, and Phil uh, McDaniel, which is the co-owner, what made you guys uh, decide to do this in, in wonderful St. Augustine? Well, I'll tell you, it was uh, Phil McDaniel. Uh, I was introduced to Phil by my old college roommate and great high school friend, John Regan, who's a city manager down there. And he said, I've got this friend of mine who has a dream to buy this ice plant and turn it into a distillery. And I had had, you know, been in the in the food distribution business, had been in the software business. And I said, oh, <laughs> Liquor's a terrible business. I said, introduce me to him, and I'll talk him out of it. Uh, the real estate's intriguing, but let us I'll talk him. That's a horrible business. And um, Phil was so enthusiastic. Phil had seen the trajectory of wineries in the 70s, U.S. wineries, just really coming back and screaming where Napa Valley was turned from a agricultural uh agricultural area to to a really wine production area right and the beer the the craft breweries from the late 90s early 2000s through 2008 just really took a hockey stick and he said i'm telling you mike with the craft cocktail movement and the uh and the amount of um trend towards craft distilling this is going to take off and 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 it has, the, right? The re- and, it, and it really has. And the real kicker was Charles Cox, who owns the San Sebastian Winery. We saw what Charles had done, you know, in a phenomenal job with a 20-year overnight success, where, where they get <laughs> a tremendous amount of visitors through there. And um, going back to the world of, of grocery, you know, the hardest thing to do in any type of consumer packaged good whether it's laundry detergent, toothpaste, or liquor, is consumer trial. Yeah. And so the ability to be in St. Augustine and have these tours to come in where we can make the absolute best product we can, that's interesting. But the ability to have a chance to show it to people, have a chance for them to see who made it, have a chance for you to tell them exactly why, it, why it's something worth their while to try, um, was really a compelling business to me. Mike, and, I think... Um, 
I'm sorry, but our egos were a little deflated because we actually thought you opened the distillery because we had the Bourbon Chronicles radio show. <laughs> well, we did hear that was coming. Okay, good. We had heard a rumor. Because we had heard a rumor that Bourbon Chronicles was going to hit the airwaves and take over podcast. There you go. <laughs> I love it. So I love it. We're expecting our own private barrels here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> what, what makes you guys do the double cask? Uh, and, and, and actually, today we're trying uh, the port finished as well. So tell us a little Second bit of what made you sure. guys uh, decide to go that route. Well, the double cask really came about. Um, nobody had made bourbon legally in Florida um, since Prohibition. And so we had been advised by we, – we'd hired some of the, the best distillers in the business. Dave Pickerel, who's a 14-year-old distiller at Maker's Mark. 14 year old years as the head distiller at Maker's Mark, was our consultant on the project. Mm-hmm. And he wow. said, fellas, everybody in the craft world is starting their bourbons in 25-gallon casks so that it can mature a little quicker. There's a higher uh, wood-to-liquid ratio mm. on a 25-gallon barrel, and we, we did that. The thing that we were not aware of, because nobody was, was that Florida, with its heat and humidity – ages much quicker than Kentucky. A bourbon barrel goes inert below 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. Our barrels never go below 40 degrees. So as a result, you know, we joke that our bourbon ages in dog years. And so these 25-gallon <laughs> <laughs> these barrels, we felt were getting over oak. So we took them out of the 25s about, you know, anywhere between 18 to 20 months in, so and you, dumped them in, into some used 53s. Did you have you have people uh, tasting that all the way? That what made you uh, you guys go to that that uh, we, decision? As, as a as a craft distiller, there's a bunch of you know <laughs> we can take about seven Bourbon Chronicles to go through the difference yeah, right, between course, a craft distillery and a, and a and a and a commercial distillery or or a corporate distillery. But okay, let's get that on the size, schedule. <laughs> we, yeah, due to our size, we have the chance. The ability and the commitment, we taste every barrel four times a year. We don't taste blocks of barrels. We taste every barrel. Hmm. And so... Um, Do you we take volunteers sampling. for that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we, it, it is a, it's a challenge. And, and much like... Uh, the interesting thing is, as, as you see, as you spend some time with us, and we'd encourage you to come by. We'd, we'd love to see you. Um, bourbon and any of the spirit... Any of the spirit nosing is just that. Oftentimes, it's 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 mostly scent as opposed to wine, where you're you're doing the scent, you're swirling around and you use the spit bucket. Spirits are so intense, you really do most of it by smell. Hmm. But we were as we were going through that, we were sampling and we we felt like these uh, these twenty fives were going to get over oaked, and so we put them in fifty threes because remember in bourbon there's two types of flavor uh enhancement that happens over time there's extraction mm-hmm. which is the liquid going in and out of the wood getting those nice wood characteristics the vanilla the caramel the coconut that comes from the oak and then um then there's reaction which is a chemical process that takes place over time where those esters develop and that gives it the nice fruit overtone so we wanted to continue to age and get them more reaction, mm-hmm. but we felt like we had enough extraction already out of the 25. So um, going forward, we're putting all of our new spirit, when we're doing about 40, 53-gallon barrels a month now, uh, and all the new spirits going into 53. How long um, 
what's what's the longest you think you're going to go out uh, for for one of your bourbons? You know, we don't know. That's <laughs> as honest as we can be because well, we're in um, uncharted territory, so mm-hmm. we hold back a portion. Every you know, we have limited releases. And we could actually release a little bit more than we're releasing now based on how mature it is, and it's wonderful, and you guys have tasted it. But um, we're actually holding back a portion, and we, again, sample every one of those barrels every quarter. And so we just don't know. The the real sweet spot in Kentucky is really kind of in the six-year range, mm-hmm. six to eight. Right. Um, the longer-aged bourbons are more scorekeeping than really quantifiable flavor improvements. Right. Um, and candidly, the reason they exist is because bourbon, like like many things, is cyclical. And when bourbon goes out of favor, you hang on to it, you age it, and you sell older bourbon. So right. <laughs> what yeah. we're trying to do is find where that sweet spot is. And honestly, because nobody's done it before, we just don't know. So, um, you know, we'll have to touch base as we go through this every year. Yep. And um, we'll at least report our findings. Well, we're here. We're here tasting it, Mike, and it's uh, it's good stuff. I think the closest thing I can compare it to, just off the shelf, if somebody goes in and doesn't have never bought a bottle before, but they're a bourbon enthusiast, I'm thinking of what they would com- they could compare it to before they buy it. And I'm thinking like a George Stag or maybe a Booker's, Booker's a little bit yeah. stronger, mm-hmm. uh, heavier proof. It's a darker bourbon because it's because of the um, probably the. The, um, the aging process, right? It's a faster right. aging the process. 20, the twenty fives give it give it a, a, a little richer cup, um, and, and and we have a little bit higher. Our bourbon is sixty percent corn, twenty two percent barley, eighteen percent wheat, and so that so you know we call it a, a malted bourbon. It's it's really technically a wheated bourbon. Um, we have no rye in the in the mash bill, and so that that barley gives it a lot of uh, a lot of the caramel, a lot of toffee, and then that nice dark chocolate on the finish. That's the uh, the, the chocolate is the mm-hmm. what I can taste more right. than anything. And, and that's the real magic, you know. And um, that's a real magic so, about bourbon. Period is all the different types of of flavors that you can get out of of one of, of oh, it's one amazing. sip. Go yeah, ahead. I'm kind of an amateur bourbon drinker. Yeah, right. And so, <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really, I'm really trying to figure out how to how to decipher all these different flavors and, and the smells out of the uh, out of a glass of bourbon. And I, I'm actually, I've I've been able to pick up a few different things here and there. But uh, so we're, you you were talking about the grains you use. What uh, where do you get your grains from, Mike? Okay, so one of our missions really as a company was we felt strongly that Florida had such great agricultural heritage that we wanted to make sure we wanted to make excellent spirit from as local a produce as we could. So our corn, all of our corn comes from Florida, primarily in the Lake City area. All of our wheat comes from Florida. Um, We tried to buy completely local, like in a small area, but what we learned is there's a big variation in the maturation cycles and the harvest cycles. So we've had to, you know, expand into other areas of Florida. But all of our corn and all of our wheat comes from Florida. The barley uh, comes from actually Minnesota. It gets malted in North Carolina because there's really barley doesn't grow well in Florida. You can grow anything in Florida. Mm-hmm. But due to the humidity and the pest, pests and bugs and stuff, it, it doesn't grow well. So we're trying to... Uh, do as much with Florida ag as we can. 
Well, I know that you got you have some other uh, business ventures. You have a restaurant in Jacksonville, correct? That's correct. Uh, you want to talk about that? Well, um, we actually had one that we've <laughs> we've sold, which is Jackson Social, mm-hmm. and uh, we've also been involved with with Moxie and the new town hall that's coming out. And both those have been uh, really good experiences and. And again, focusing on the same thing, which is trying to, there's a big movement to eat local mm-hmm. and there's a big movement to get as fresh a food as possible. And so, um, you know, we try to, we try to really work off that because a, we think it's good business. Um, B, we think it's good quality and C, we kind of think it's the right thing to do to promote your local area. And, um, you know, try to keep jobs in the area. Well, I want you uh, to be able to, to enjoy your Sunday, and we, we thank you for, for hanging on. The one last thing I want to ask you about is um, I know you and Kelly, your wife, are huge music fans. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite uh, group or type of music or uh, the best concert you've seen? You tell me. <laughs> Those are three different questions. <laughs> what's uh, the, uh, maybe, let me, let me, uh, let me uh, hone let me it in. You, uh, uh, best concert, know, we're, we're, best concert. Yeah, uh, Best concert, I will tell you, um, you know, probably one of the best, I don't know if there's a single best, but one of the best concerts I've seen was a couple, a couple times ago. We're huge Bonnie Raitt fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And when she Ooh. plays Florida theater, I mean, she is wonderful. She's a consummate musician, but she is one that's a headliner that steps back, lets her band take their turns, you know, lets everybody play. The crowd loves her. I mean, she's phenomenal i have uh, we, we pick our songs each week mike and i have bonnie Raitt's version of angel from Mon- <coughs> angel from montgomery, angel from on montgomery my list. Yeah. that's such a good it's, song yeah it's she's she's wonderful so i mean i get goosebumps just thinking about her uh the other participant that uh, uh does a great job every year uh, he's been at florida theater every year he's playing at the amphitheater this year's willie nelson yes oh, and yeah. uh my favorite artist right now is Jason Isbell. Oh, me too, Mike. This oh, guy's going to take man. my job. He knows more about bourbon, and he likes the same music as oh, I do. Oh, man, I, I tell you. Uh, and J- Jason's coming is. to the Florida Theater. Did you see that? Absolutely. And I think he is the single best songwriter, songwriter. in America. Yep. I do too. I do too. Not that I have any opinions. But. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, they matter on this show. I, I, I saw him uh, at... Um, Oh, at the Okeechobee Fest last year, and was completely blown away by him. And I'm looking forward to him coming to St. Augustine. We got to get some of his music on. Yes, here. we, we do. haven't done him yet. Thanks, no, Mike. I, I tell you, there's, 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 and his wife is a, oh, a, yeah. a, a fiddle player fiddle named player. Amanda Shires, and mm-hmm. uh, she just has a new album out. And I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's worth a listen to. So everybody, pick up uh, a bottle of St. Augustine Distillery's Double Cask. Uh, and but more importantly, go in and visit. It's right in our backyard. If you live here in St. Augustine, it's a great tour to have. Uh, go go tour that, and then uh, have have dinner at the Ice Plant. Mike, thank you. Tell Kelly I said yeah, hi. Take a look at that. Take a look at that port finish too. You'll you'll enjoy that. Oh, that's what we're drinking right, right now. now. That's what we're drinking right we now. We essentially took the double cask and put it in in port barrels from the San Sebastian Winery. So again, staying local, and San Sebastian Winery makes a spectacular port. And we finished that double cask bourbon in those port barrels for 90 days. It's up at 102 proof to preserve the fruit, but it's a spectacular spirit. I promise you. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for uh, calling in. Thanks, Mike. All right. See ya.
that was the Allman Brothers, and I'm not sure I need, I even need to. Uh, Who are the Allman Brothers? Yeah, I was about to say that was I don't a joke. Tell anybody oh, man, who the I... Allman Brothers is. Half the listeners just turned the, st- what the station off. All right, so that, I have a so I do I have a story about that song. That song's name is is uh, One Way Out, and I have a good buddy, uh, and he plays in a uh, band in St. Augustine. His band used to play that song, and the singer of the band would sing No Way Out, and they couldn't convince him that the song was One, one way, way Out. <laughs> and when he finally was convinced, it was too late. He had No Way Out in his head and that was it it was a done deal well what i thought you were going to do well, hold on hold this i'm going to say no go ahead what i thought you were going to tell is a story you told me about the almond brothers that you actually heard them play oh yeah that's a great story so yeah i do have an almond brothers story I, so i grew up in imagine uh, that South, alan having yeah. a story Here about we go. exactly <laughs> so i grew up in southwest georgia in albany which is about uh, an hour and a half down from south from Macon, south of Macon, maybe maybe a down forty five, and uh, I had a, a good friend that grew up in uh, Macon or Warren Robins, which is right next door, and he and his dad uh, lived together, and so I would go up there and visit. You know, when he went back to Macon, I would go up there and visit, and JV, his dad, so Scott and JV, JV is the dad. His dad was invited to a party. He took us with him, and it was at this great big giant house on a lake. And uh, so Scott and I, you know, we're, we were teenagers. Yeah. And uh, we were just fascinated by this house. And we're standing out in the back. We're playing with the dog. We're doing all these things. And all of a sudden, I start hearing uh, music come from across the lake. And I look over and I see these guys coming out. And they're sitting around a fire. And they're playing music. And, and there's a there's two or three guys. And then there were three or four. And then there were five or six. So this was across the lake from and where you were. And they were playing Almond Brothers music is, is, is right across the lake from where we were. So a couple hundred yards. And they were playing Almond Brothers music. And I said, man, these guys sound just like the Almond Brothers. And the <laughs> owner of the house, the lady was standing there. She said, well, yeah, that's because that's the Almond Brothers. <laughs> that's right. That's cool. So we stood around. I'd have been a canoe paddling over. <laughs> yeah, right. we, we were... Across the lake from the Allman Brothers, and I guess uh, that's where uh, Greg Allman's house, one of his houses, I'm sure, but that's where his house was, and they were out there jamming, and it was it was awesome. They just recently released some, like, hidden tapes they'd never recorded, and there's a song called, Is That Alan on the Other Side of the Lake? Right. They had a song they wrote. <laughs> Look, Is That Alan on the Other I was, Side of the Lake? I, I didn't know I was that was standing you. standing there with binoculars, and... No, it, it was a really neat. neat That's a cool uh, story. Is that a six foot nine, ten year old? Is the is the name of the song? And I was really never growing up. I, I knew the Almond Brothers. I knew them well, but I was never a huge Almond Brothers fan until a good friend of mine, Steve Urban, we call him Big Sexy. Big Whoa. Sexy. Big Sexy turned Whoa. me on to the Almond Brothers, and he said, "Man, you just got to listen to these guys." And so I kind of went back and and replayed all these songs that I had heard growing up, and I. I, I I guess it occurred to me then how good these guys are. Now, didn't you tell me the other day they're your favorite? Aren't they one of your favorite, if not your favorite? It's hard to say who my favorite oh, band is. I, I, I try to say top five, and hmm. they are definitely in the top five. They should five. be in everybody's top five. Yeah, they are yeah. definitely top five. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to say this real quick. I meant to say it earlier. I, I'm on the board of the Florida Theater. Uh, Mike's wife, Kelly's on the board as well. Uh, Florida Theater, it, it's in Jacksonville. If you haven't been, you need to go. They've been around for we're, – we're celebrating our 90th anniversary this year, and we're doing a speakeasy party at 927 event. Yes. Uh, in Jacksonville, 927 events, speakeasy party, and they're going to actually have St. Augustine bourbon there to taste. 
uh, also cigar sampling. Yes. Uh, and we're going to put a link up on uh, the radio station website uh, as well as our Facebook page. Uh, so check it out. We'd love to have you uh, come and celebrate with us for 90 years. And we were talking about your top five. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. So here, here it is. He likes to spring so, these surprises on us, guys. <laughs> here we go. So B- Bill Paxton pa- passed away Saturday, right? Uh, so yeah. it, it, we we have a list of his movies. Uh, that one made me more sad. I mean, it's sad when anyone passes away. But I that know, one, but it kind of snuck. Me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, was, Sixty-one years old. Uh, they said terrible. he had he had a heart surgery, and then and then he had complications from that, and had a massive stroke, uh-huh. and passed away yesterday. And it was in the news was released today, so it got me thinking about how many movies he's been in. That he's just kind of one of those silent guys. He was never really a big lead actor, mm-hmm. but he was in a lot a lot of movies. So what would be What's you your top five? For, I top mean, five Bill Paxton's. You can't go number one. Yes, and I then can. Work your, Tombstone. Oh, you don't want me to go number one. Tombstone, Tombstone would be number, number one. one. That's right? one of the best movies of all time. Anyway, and he's he's good in it. The yeah. guy was in so many movies that I like, but he's the same dude so, in every movie. He's like a he's like a war hero, uh, kind of a jerkish. When I, I think mean, of him, I think of Twister. Twister. Twister's got to be in the Always. top five. Was the man. only one that where he wasn't a military right. guy. I think the other ones, like especially even when he was Chet. The older brother. Do you brother remember and- the Twister, the the the, the uh, experience at Universal Studios? Did you? Guys oh yeah, have- Ben. Yeah. Did oh, you yeah. see the video with Bill Paxton in the in yeah. the? Uh, yeah, him oh. and Helen Hunt. Yeah. I just I like Chet from from Weird Science. Yeah, that's. I mean, we can't play any clips because he cusses through it too much. Yeah. So did you guys, <laughs> see, did you guys see Navy Seals? Yep. The original, or the first mm-hmm. Navy Seals movie, the one with uh, Charlie Sheen was in it. Uh, uh, Dennis Haysbert, the uh, the guy from uh, um, the insurance commercials. I uh, can't remember the, remember oh, the yeah. answers, but uh, he's the one. Allstate. Allstate. Yeah. Wait, what's, what's he's the guy is, with the really deep He voice. was also in 24, right? The, the, Dennis Haysbert was the, the president, president in 24. 24. But anyway, so so he was in, uh, so, um, sorry, going back to, uh, uh, what's his name? He was that, <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. We already Rest forgot. His character, we already forgot. Call, his call <laughs> sign was God. They called him God Ooh. in Navy SEALs. Maybe he's seeing him right now. Let's hope. Yeah, let's let's hope. hope. He's got an answer for that. I well, guess. here's what's interesting because the night's the Oscars, right? And yes. they'll do that segment where they. Oh, uh, it's too early. He'll be next year. They do that every year. Are you the, in, my point in memorandum? Was, I'm sorry. They'll I, do the I, in, memorandum, in memory of, and they'll list all the names of the people that passed away this year. And half of them, I'm like, they did? Look, what? So I don't remember. Like, half the time, I don't remember that they actually passed away. Uh, yeah, that right. Year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to think of who. But this time next year, they're going to run it, and he's going to be on there, and you're going to be like, what? He what? died? It was the day of. So I mean, Alan already forgot. You don't, you don't think they can slip him in? No, they can't slip him in. No, it's already done. That's not fair Bill. Right? He's got to wait a whole year before he gets uh, notarized. And he probably will be forgotten by then. Oh. All right, so so we have Tombstone. I mean, Apollo 13. Come on. Yeah, oh, yeah that's got to be in that. there somewhere. So we've got a Tombstone Twister now, Apollo 13. 13. And, you know, Titanic. He was in Titanic. He was in Titanic. But and see, a lot of these, he wasn't the lead actor, so you you have to throw out some like Terminator. He was in. I remember him from Aliens. He was great. In he Aliens. was he was good in Aliens. But mm-hmm. what? Here's the one that surprised me. He was in Stripes. Now yeah, I'm I didn't old know. enough to be to remember Stripes. I don't know. You guys probably don't remember Stripes. I remember it. Do you remember Stripes, Nicole? I don't remember Native. him in it. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. No? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an old 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 movie. But uh, he was in Stripes, and that surprised me. Kimberly, uh, Alan's daughter, Kimberly's here. He was in Spy Kids. Did you remember? Did you watch Spy Kids growing up? Oh, yeah. So, do you know who Bill Paxton? I mean, do you? You probably. If we showed you a picture, 
Yeah, I'll pull one up. Okay. Um, so Titanic. So he was in, uh, do you remember the movie A Simple Plan? Mm-hmm. That's no. a good movie. That's, yeah, a, that's great a great movie. movie. And he's actually a, uh, one of the stars of that, right? Yes. So. Uh, is that Coen Brothers, A Simple Plan? No, they did uh, You're simple. thinking of Fargo because it's yeah. kind of like Fargo. Are those all his movies? Yeah, these are all his movies. He I mean, he's got a, a ton of movies. Um, so uh, so I, if we're talking about top five, we got to go um, Tombstone. Number right? one. Number Apollo two. 13. Number two. Apollo 13. Right? Tombstone. No, come on. Number three. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> Tombstone, Apollo 13. Yeah, um, maybe Titanic after that. Titanic, yeah, from just the pure size of it. a lot of awards. True Lies. True, he plays oh, the, the, he the, uh, Lies. the fake spy in True Lies, and he's such a creepy guy in that movie. That's, that's... Oh, no. I said Apollo 13, didn't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so, so now you're going top movies as far as his character then. So yeah, we not can't top, really say like Titanic great because he was uh, barely in Titanic. Right. He was in the first five minutes and the last five minutes. So, so he's like a cowboy. Uh, weird, weird science has got to be up there for me then. Yeah, yeah. Because I was I a agree. kid. That was one of the first movies I can remember going to the movie theater to see without my parents. That was Weird Science. Yeah, Weird Science. Yeah, I remember Kelly seeing LeBron. it as well. So, <sighs> so Sad. here's to uh, here's to Bill Paxson. We're going to raise a glass. Yep. Please join us. Glass of bourbon, Bill Paxson, and. Uh, We'll miss him. All right, we're going to do our last song. This is my song, Ryan Adams. Uh, l- let me set this up. Did you already hit play? Yeah. Okay, I'll talk about it after. <laughs> Roll with it. Lonesome and as long as 
All right, so... That's your song, right? That's my song. Okay, so Ryan Adams, are you familiar with him mm-hmm. at all? Are you Alan? No. Okay. He he <laughs> he, he had a, he had a group called Whiskey Town, uh, and they released a couple albums. This was, oh man, probably early, maybe late nineteen nineties. Uh, and then he had his solo album came out two thousand, and then he's released about sixteen albums since then. So that song that we just listened to, uh, it's off his new album called Prisoner. Uh, it was released last Tuesday, and it's one of those albums for me that I've been waiting for that I just I listen to, and it has not left rotation for me the whole week. That song in particular, mm. I have listened to at least twenty times this week. It's it's just one of those songs that you just it, the, the 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 guitar and the music and everything about it. It was written about his wife. He was married to Mandy Moore, um, oh, wow. and they divorced a couple years ago. Uh, but he wrote this whole album and, and talking about the suffering he went through when he was going through a divorce. So it's a very heavy album, but I'm telling mm. you, it's great. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it's going to be one of the best albums of 2017. So that's, uh, that's my plug for Ryan Adams. I'm a huge fan. What are the awards called for music? What, what? The, Grammys. the Grammys. The Grammys. Oh, Grammys. yeah. And what's, and what's tonight? Awesome. The Emmys. <laughs> the Oscars, right? The Oscars. Alan actually doesn't. You don't know the I, difference. The golden. I really the golden Oscars. I know. I, I knew tonight was the Oscars, <laughs> but when you ask if you caught me on the street a month ago or a month from now, and you said, "Hey, uh, what's the difference between the Emmys, the Oscars, and what did you say was the other one? Grammys. Grammys. I, I don't know. What about the Golden I, Globes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest with you. That's here. okay. We want honesty. That's why we love you. I want to say something real quick. So you can shoot us emails at bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. And to prove that the email actually works, if you guys send us one, Hamilton, we just got a nice email from, from a fan, a big no. fan of the oh, show, really? Danny. My mom? Oh, Danny, Danny says, Hey, I love your body. You're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect the way you are. Oh. Don't let those bleeps tell you any different. Oh, so, Danny, Danny, thank you. For you. And thank he, you. He knows that. Yeah, you, you're in great shape. Oh, you know, you, you oh, do you a guys good job. Are just stroking my ego. There you I go. appreciate that. Yeah, Danny's a good friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he lies. Yeah. <laughs> he is a consummate liar. All right. So, so the Oscars. So the Oscars, the Oscars tonight. The only thing I'm interested in are best picture and have I seen them or not and how terrible are they? Or number two, um, best actor, and, and right. who are they? So, do, Hamilton, do you have the Yeah, I printed, I printed some off. Um, all right, so... I uh, don't know that I've seen that many this year, but... Uh, all right, so for best picture, mm-hmm. uh, Arrival, have you seen that? Not yet. Jeremy, I want to see Jeremy Renner, is that how you say yep. his name? I saw Jeremy it. Renner. I've seen it, too. I liked it. Okay, what you I, think? I, I did, too. Okay. It's deep, man. It's not, it's, it's not what you expect, right, Nicole? What, no. what's, what's your... I loved it. I don't like no spoiler ex- alert. I don't like extraterrestrial extraterrestrial stuff. Say that again. Extraterrestrial. I don't, I don't generally love sci-fi stuff, and I really, really, really liked it. There you go. Yeah, it's All completely right. different than you think it's going to be. It, like right. he said, it's deep. It, it's really deep. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. That's the Mel Gibson movie. Nope. That's I, another one I have not seen. That's I on my list. See that. That's yeah, about the. That's a true story about the kid that say he doesn't want to. Um, kill anybody in the military but he saves a ton of people without right. being he said he's a conscientious participator yes exactly and that got great reviews as well has anyone seen it here in this room i did not okay no. roll on <laughs> um manchester by the sea uh Still. that's casey affleck 
that's his his movie, uh, which I've heard Nicole's my my wife Nicole saw it, and she said it was very sad, very heavy. Mm. Um, but it, it got great reviews as well. Uh, Lion, which I don't know much about at all. I don't even know that. I believe is the story of the uh, Kimberly. The, knows. Kimberly knows what it the is. The guy from India who was adopted and came over here to America. Find his parents or something. He went was back he to said? India to find his parents. I based heard it was on, great. Based on Google Maps. Oh, so. So it's a Google ad the whole time. Hidden figures. That's the one. The they're the mathematicians behind the Apollo, one of the Apollo missions. Is that, yeah, is that, that right? was uh, about the uh, African African American women that uh, helped uh, w- the space program. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, another one I haven't seen, but I've seen the uh, previews. For Moonlight. It. Nope, don't know that one. <laughs> well, I've heard great things about that one as well. Um, I, I haven't seen it either. And now here are the two that I have seen. Here we go. Uh, La La Land. Mm. We know he loves. Yeah. You've seen that and four times. And I just times. saw it. Any musical. Well, no, Hand that's not true. <laughs> the sound of music is Milton's <laughs> favorite. <laughs> favorite. La La Land, written just by The Hills are alive. <laughs> no, seriously, La La, La La Land, to me, was absolutely amazing. It better was absolutely than, amazing. Better than the next movie you're So the next say? one is, is Hell or High Water, yeah. which is amazing. That's oh, so it's nominated? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Two Kelly totally to different watch movies. It. I haven't watched it yet. It's, man, it is really good. It's Two, not what you would expect, really. It's it's a bank robber movie. Yes, it's got all that. It's a And heist it's got movie. some of the components that you would have to plug in to make a movie like that. But what makes that movie is the script. The banter between um, Jeff Bridges and his... his um, Chris, Chris Pine, or, yeah. or his sheriff. Yeah. yeah, his sheriff, and then the banter between the two brothers. Yeah, Man, that's it's a it's a well done film, and it's not just about. And the actor, the acting's great. I mean, Jeff Bridges, yeah. you can't. I mean, he's like Tom Hanks to me. You can watch, I can watch him in anything, yeah. but he does seem to play that same character all the time. So what you're saying is, on Bourbon Chronicles Volume Fifty Six, we'll we're going to have to watch actual movies to be able to talk about the Oscars because we can't. <laughs> Evidently, we, yeah, we can't really pull it off seeing one of eight. Or whatever the <laughs> so I, yeah, and I meant to watch one this weekend and this weekend kind of got away. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, if if you haven't seen La La Land, you have to see it. I, even if you're Alan, you will like La La Land. Man, so you're saying because it's like really sensitive or yes, like what? Okay, yes, well, definitely. <laughs> I can't imagine that I would like. It. <laughs> It's not all singing. <laughs> it's singing and dancing, right? Kim- Kimberly is here. Kimberly, what do you think? Do you think I she would thinks... like La La Land? Did you see it? I did not see it. Well, she it says she didn't amazing. see it, but her friends said it was amazing. Right. So basically the answer is no. So basically I like what a 14-year-old girl, girl Here's what, like. Yeah, yeah. Here's what we do. Here's what we need to do. We need to do a contest and, and, and send us an email, bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. And we're going to make Alan watch. We're going to sit him down and make him watch it. And we're going to tabulate votes on if you think that he did or did not like it. I think I'm going to say like he will. I'm going to go against you and say that he will. You should put it up on Facebook. All right. We'll, we'll do a poll. It's the only thing Facebook is good for is taking votes on right. whatever silly topic. Or we and could this... do a Facebook Live of him watching it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Will he tear up? Did you tear up? Well, let's not. Tear. Let's move on. No, so no, no, no. Leading no, role no, in no, an no, acting. No, no. You can't do that. Did you tear I, up? I'm putting you on the spot. I, I, I probably did. <laughs> did you hear all the noise that just came Man. out of his mouth? But that's how you know it's an honest We response. can just call Ellie. Yeah. Ellie, I did take my daughter to see it. Yes. That's good. Well, yeah. that's, that's I teared up at Inside Out. 
right? The, the oh my gosh, movie. heck yeah. Yeah, I took the girls uh, to see it last year and completely broke down during that movie. And Bethany's looking at me like, you're crazy. I had to leave the room. I yeah. Oh, yeah. The, right? was, we yeah. rented it and, and I was like, I can't do this. Wasn't that nominated? Why can't they make no, that a was movie not- like, well, yeah, but why can't that win? You're, you're never well, going to see a comedy. Best animation. You just taught, you just gave eight movies or six movies that are best picture, and all of them are or most of them are pretty depressing, really heavy topic films. Yeah, I, why I can't agree. like an Inside Out win or right. something like that? I'm wondering what the best. I'm looking for the best. Uh, well, we have a couple minutes. Uh, I guess I didn't print it out. I was wondering what the best animated movie would be. Uh, I don't this know, but year. Kelly's got food. I do. Oh, okay. Uh, best actor this year. Uh, Casey Affleck for uh, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield, which is the Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, which is La La Land, uh, Vigo Mortensen. Is that how you say his name? Yes. Yes. Okay. Captain Fantastic. Oh, Denzel Washington in Fences. Mm. Uh, I can't wait I to see him. that movie. And he is my favorite. He's one of favorite. your top. Yes. He's, he's, uh, I don't do. I don't do favorites all the time. I do top fives. I think I think I can say definitively that Denzel Washington is my favorite. Uh, and I'm sorry, Fences is nominated for Best Picture as well. It's uh, probably a good one. Then. I'm thinking Denzel might win that Best Best Actor. It's between him and Ryan Gosling. Has he ever won anything oh, like that before? I know. Didn't he win for Best Supporting in Philadelphia? I don't know. I think so. I, I'm sure. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, Glory. Uh, he had to have won for Glory. Probably. I, I have no idea. We should pull that up. Kelly's bringing uh, food. Over. Yep. Kelly's coming in with forgot. food. What is this, Kelly? Forgot. Is it ribs? No, they are smoked lamb shanks. Oh, oh my. With um, a port fish. a port reduction. Why is it? It's not fish. It's lamb. I thought earlier you said it was fish. Oh, no, 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 no. Though that no, was no, me teasing. No. So, Ham, you said earlier you don't like lamb. Is that correct? No, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just, it's something I don't. You weren't sure about it? What have... do you think now? Tell me the truth. You're gonna no, like I, think it's, I think it's good. I think it's good. Here's my thing with things like that. I didn't grow up eating it. So if I, I wouldn't pick it, right? If it's on a menu and there's there's chicken and there's steak and there's lamb, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with something that I know that I like. That's true. So that so it's not that I don't like it and it tastes good. I just had some. But now, would you be more apt to choose lamb? Probably not. Uh, oh. <laughs> but I still I like I it. I'm the same way. <laughs> Did you have a piece? It, again, it was good. But I, oh, it's, but it's, I, no, it's, it's good. It was really good, but I would not order at a restaurant. I have nothing to some, compare it to. Though. I'll put some More pictures for me. on. Yeah, there you go. I'll put some pictures on Instagram and Facebook. And see. What time do we have? I lost my clock. We're good. All right. All right. We're going to um, – oh, no, we have a minute minute 20 left. All right. So our, our uh, email, bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. Uh, we are also on Instagram, uh, Bourbon Chronicles, and also on Facebook at The Bourbon Chronicles. Um, so next week, do we decide what bourbon we're going to talk about next week? Didn't Was it Eagle Rare? or We said Eagle Rare, but we also have... Um, we're actually lucky enough to have a bottle of Rip Van Winkle that we might be able to get. In. Okay. So well, we need to make a decision. We can't leave people hanging like this. Right. We'll let's, do the Rip Van Winkle. You want that? Blah, 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 blah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Kelly, you're not allowed to drink it between now and then. You've got to save it for us. I'll try not to. I'll try not to. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, please join us next week at 5 o'clock on WSOS. Shout out to Mike. Thank you, Mike Diaz. Uh, go visit uh, St. Augustine Distillery. And thank you, everybody, for extending your weekend just a bit, little bit longer for us. See ya. i got to give myself.